Well, hello, hello. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Retirement Playbook. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we're going to have Mr. Brian Spicer of Spicer Wealth Management joining us, and we're going to be unpacking a different wealth management conversation. That's what we do each time we get together here on this show. And before we bring Brian on, I want to kind of frame up today's conversation because it's a unique one. You know, we're talking about life insurance today, which is, I get it. It's a topic that doesn't often get people excited in the same way other financial solutions, maybe like stocks and investments do. But it's actually one of the most flexible and one of the most versatile, you know, wealth planning tools that you could have within that toolkit that you bring into your life and your financial plan overall. So we're going to be diving into just why this is such a versatile tool that you can have in your toolkit, but also the value associated with this, especially in conjunction with your retirement plan, the retirement playbook. That's why we're here today. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Brian on and get right into today's discussion. Brian, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Good to see you, Ryan. Doing well, doing well. Yeah, great to be back with you. Always a good time when we get together. And uh, this is a really big topic for you and your clients and your business. I know this is a conversation you're having a lot with your clients. But let's start high level, Brian, as we typically do here on the show. You, Brian, are a firm believer that life insurance should be a key part of most people's wealth plan. Talk to us. Why do you feel that way exactly? Life insurance is a key component of a properly designed wealth plan. And, you know, wealth planning is a process where we take a client from helping understand what's important to them, what are the goals that they're trying to accomplish. We talk about what are the legal documents that may need to be in play, what kind of products needed to be brought into play. And we bring that to help that client understand these are the ways that we're going to help you accomplish the goals that are you say are important to you whether they're being now or in the future. Sure, sure. So let's take a quick little step back, though. And Brian, let's have you acknowledge for our audience, you know, maybe if they're not familiar with our show and prior conversations that we've had, talk to us a little bit just overall about the importance of wealth planning and really developing that big picture thought process and wealth plan for yourself. Well, wealth planning is, you know, where we, we actually talk about with that client, what is important to them now and in the future? What are the goals that they're trying to accomplish? And wealth planning incorporates, you know, state-of-the-art, you know, processes and procedures along with, you know, some legal documents along with products and services that actually will help that client understand, here's how we're going to be able to help you accomplish these goals now and in the future. Uh, and it's all designed around what we call that human element that basically is the goals that you're trying to accomplish, not what's important to somebody else down the street. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing, Brian, is it's really a focus on the person and not the product. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. The human element is the key component to a, a properly designed wealth plan where, you know, we take, it, it's easy to say, well, here's a plan because you need, you need life insurance. We're going to take five times your salary, and that's the amount of life insurance you're going to need. That's a basic plan. But if we do and take into consideration the goals that are important to you, what you want to accomplish with this money now and in the future, we can design the right type of tools that are going to help you get there with the least amount of expense, least amount of fees, and be able to get, get all those things taken care of for you. 
Sure. And in staying with wealth planning here for a moment, Brian, we'll, we'll get back to life insurance in just a second, but in staying with wealth planning for a second, are there any signs or indications that, uh, you know, somebody could use to identify, you know, whether or not they should incorporate or they need, they have a need rather for wealth planning uh, and they should consider taking some action steps forward? Yeah, there, there's really three questions that you can ask yourself and if you answer yes to any of them, you pretty much pretty much know that you need a wealth plan. Example, do I really want to make certain that the people I love and care for are going to be taken care of at some point in the future? Do I want to feel confident that if I outlive my money, I live to 90 or 100, that I've got the revenue stream coming in from a property design tool that's going to be able to keep, take care of that longevity issue? Or if I'm an, a business owner, you know, if it, do I want, do I have a key employee? Do I have a business partner that if I lose them, will I have a loss in my business revenue and will my business falter as a result? Those are three easy questions that you can ask yourself to kind of say, wow, I think I need a good wealth plan in place. Sure, sure. I, I hear you loud and clear. Let's let's now kind of transition our way back here into life insurance for a moment, okay. Brian. Uh, life insurance, you know, talk to me overall just about the key role that it can play within wealth planning. I understand that there's a little analogy out there that I've heard before about it being a little bit of a Swiss army knife. Talk to me about this. Yeah, I mean, you know, think of a Swiss army knife. You know, you can floss your teeth, you can cut an item up, you can, you can open a bottle opener. It's got a lot of different ways to be able to accomplish the task that you need done. Life insurance can be tailored the same way. There's different types of life insurance that come into play, but it depends upon your wealth plan, depends upon how we would structure that life insurance to be able to make sure that we can assure you that your goals and objectives are going to be taken care of now or in the future. So Brian, uh, you know, what would you say really highlights, you know, we talked about the, at the top of the show that life insurance is this flexible, it's this versatile tool. Yes. Uh, talk to us about, you know, what it is that you can highlight around life insurance that does make it so versatile within your wealth plan. Well, one, it's got really three major components to it. It's got a liquidity feature. When I die, there's a bucket of money that's immediately available. Usually that comes out income tax-free and that, is there for my heirs to be able to use what for whatever causes they they have, whatever obligations that I've, I've created or business situations that may come into play. It's got a leverage feature. I mean, I can use it to create an estate. So, I mean, you think about, I pay a dollar and I automatically have a much larger death benefit that's going to be paid to my heirs in the future. So I've got a leverage relationship between the money that I paid in versus the money that's going to be paid out upon my passing at some point in the future. And I can also structure that leverage to be able to create a tax advantaged retirement income stream, or I can create a bucket of money that I can use in the future to be able to cover specific goals and objectives, like I want to buy a car, or I want to fund college planning, or those kind of things. We use a property design life insurance for that. And then the last one is the certainty feature. We know that if I've modified my policy properly over time, I've adjusted it based upon the circumstances that are that are come that arise. I know that 
I've got a certainty that upon my passing, that bucket of money is going to be paid to that beneficiary immediately. And so I, I don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's awesome. Liquidity, leverage, and certainty. A lot of flexibility in there, Brian. So with all that being said, and with that in mind, are there multiple goals that somebody could be utilizing life insurance to help them achieve? Yeah, I mean, usually it comes back to the, the these three issues. I want to make sure that my the, the causes that I believe in or the people that I love and care for are going to be taken care of in the future. I, I want to make sure that there's a bucket of money of cash available for my future needs and like I outlive my money and my assets on the other side. Uh, I want to make sure that my business is taken care of, you know, whether I lose a, a partner or I have a key employee and, and I have a loss of revenue. I want to make sure that those things are taken care of. And that those are, those are the key components of a, a good life insurance program and what it tries to accomplish. Well, and each of those, have, you know, they're kind of their own beast, if you will. And I want to unpack each one of them because there's value in that conversation for our audience, Brian. And, and that first one you had mentioned, just that ability to provide for a loved one or a cause that you care about. I would imagine that, that you know, most of us, we, we think of life insurance as that tool that can clearly help with financial support of a family or a cause mm -hmm. after they pass. But and I'd imagine that this is probably the chief reason that somebody would seek out life insurance in the first place. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. I mean, even though we don't like to think about it, you know, I mean, hopefully we'll die at 30, 40, 50 mm -hmm. years down the road. I mean, you know, we don't want to look at our own mortality, but at the same point, you know, there is a financial impact when I do pass. I mean, there's obligations that I've made there. I've created a standard of living that I want to continue for my loved ones. I've got some causes that I believe in that I want to take care of, but we want that estate liquidity to be there, to be able to provide that tax-free bucket of money that's going to give that lifestyle for my heirs, as an example, uh, or it could be to, to, you know, to take care of the estate tax issue that may be in play because I've been a, a very, very successful in my, my accumulation of assets. You know, another thing uh, we find is, you know, I can use life insurance to build up my estate immediately. So let's say I'm a business owner and I, all my money's in my business, but you know, if I die, I don't want my heirs to have to sell part of the business or all the business to be able to create the cash. So I can use life insurance to do that so that I, they're not burdened with that issue. Another way is, is estate equalization. And, and we've used this a few times where let's say I've got a business and I've got two children and I've got one son that's in the business and doing very, very well with it. And the other son didn't want anything to do with the business and doesn't care. Well, the typical distribution plan is, hey, upon my passing, equalize my assets to my two kids. Well, you don't want that business to be burdened with a kid that doesn't have an interest or any right. obligation to it. So we would take life insurance and use it to create the value of the business so that the, the child that's in the business can actually continue to run it and make it successful and use the life insurance program so that we can equalize the estate and accomplish the goal for that particular client. That's a good example of how we would use life insurance. And then the, the last one is, you know, I, I, hey, I want to, 
I want to be charitable minded. I want to be philanthropic, but I don't want my my family to be burdened with that at this point. I may take life insurance and create an opportunity for that charity to be named as the beneficiary upon my passing. And I can even do some charitable remainder trusts and things like that so that I don't penalize my, my family today, but I also accomplish the goal that I want to accomplish, which is rewarding that charity for the cause that I believe in. Ah, no, Brian, this is this is great stuff. I want to I want to shift over to that second one that you mentioned because it kind of you know piqued my interest a little bit. You had mentioned that life insurance can be used to provide uh, you know cash to address a future need. Talk to me about this. What do you mean here? Well, you know, example would be we we use we use a property design life insurance all the time, and I call it, my own title is a super Roth. You know, you want to put you you've got money in a 401k and it's all pre-tax, okay? And it's not a question of how you're gonna pay tax in the future, it's a question of when. Well, why not pay the tax man now, take and take that premium out over maybe a five-year period of time, put that into a property designed life insurance program, let it grow without any market risk in a tax-deferred environment, and then be able to use that cash on a tax-free, non-reportable income stream while you're alive to help support your retirement income. Very, very critical. And it also, that income stream will not affect any other sources of income you have in, i.e. like your Medicare Part B premium that's earnings tested. So it won't affect your Social Security and pension income and those kind of things. So, and it just, it, it's a, you know, it walks, talks and breathes just like a Roth, but only on steroids. Wow. Wow. I love that. And and I would imagine that this is one of those, those benefits of life insurance that people aren't really focused on. You know, they're thinking yeah, about they, that they, first. They one. don't even have a clue. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, and I mean, Hey, this just highlights how versatile this really is, but Brian, that third and final kind of bullet point that we wanted to touch on was how life insurance can also help business owners address, uh, you know, a need within their business, you know, if they're an entrepreneur. So talk to me a little bit about how, how this can come into play. Well, you know, we've got a client that operates a business and he had a key employee that was a salesman and he basically, you know, he knew that if he, if that key salesman died prematurely, you know, there would be a loss of revenue to yeah. the business. And so there's nothing wrong with a business owner providing life insurance on a key employee to protect the business interest of, you know, having to replace and to get somebody, a new salesman up to speed to the same revenue. Well, there's a period of time that goes by that that revenue that would have happened isn't going to happen. So a tax-free income stream from, from the life insurance program would come into play there. Another example is let's say I've got a partner and they they die prematurely. Well, I don't want to be in business with their heirs, my you know, with his heirs. I want basically a buy-sell and play, which is a legal document that basically says if this happens, then this is what is going to occur. So, example, a typical buy-sell would say, we're going to value the business, and then we usually will take life insurance and fund that death benefit so that we're not having to reserve equity out of the business on an ongoing basis. We can just buy a life insurance policy, which is pennies on the dollar to be able to that, gosh, in case that did happen, I've got a bucket of money that's going to immediately pay that air so I can continue the business. Very, very important. Man, folks, are you seeing the value here? I mean, I, I, you know, I said it at the top of the show, 
it's not one of the most popular conversations among people within the financial you know services sector and and it doesn't get that level of attention but boy is there value in this conversation about life insurance it can address so many different needs Brian, I know you're having these conversations with your clients regularly. So let me throw this out there then for, for those in our audience that are, are sitting here and they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall, they're recognizing all the different you know ways that life insurance can be applied to their financial situation. And maybe they're interested in talking to you and your team just about where it might fit within their world. What would be the best way that somebody could get in touch with you and your team to just open up a dialogue about you know how life insurance could be a part of their financial situation? We would, we would welcome that, Ryan. And they can contact us by calling us at 937-426-3836, which is our, our office ad- address or office phone number, I mean. And then uh, they can also go to our website, www.spicerwealth.com, to gather more information about setting up a, a process where we can actually have them come in and uh, we can actually do a wealth plan for them at a, no cost to them, but basically help them understand what are their goals? What are their aspirations? And are they on target to accomplish those with the plan that they have in play now? Or can we fine tune it or modify it to be able to accomplish that and show them the guarantees in the future that we can we can accomplish? Oh, fantastic, Brian. Well, look, hey, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us and dive into the topic of life insurance. A lot of value here. Uh, and I'm looking forward to jumping on and being with you on the next one, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Alrighty, fantastic. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, our audience, for being aboard with us uh, here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on whichever platform that you checked us out on today. And then, of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of discussions. You know, Brian and I are taking the same strategies, the solutions, the conversations that he's having with his clients regularly over at Spicer Wealth, and we're bringing them to you guys on this show. And that means we've got a lot of great topics that we're going to be covering. We'd love for you to be a part of those future conversations. So for Brian, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you once more for being with us on the Retirement Playbook.